Hey, this is Marcus Ogden with Ogden Ventures, LLC. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. We're at episode 266 with my boy, former NFL lineman, coach, speaker, extraordinaire. He's all about mindset and that being the concrete undertone to your success. I'm blown away by this. Uh, interview. Uh, he got a free football giveaway at the end, signed by, Mar- by Marcus. And uh, it's just a fantastic human being, an absolute beast, not just physically, but mentally. Break out your notebooks, sit back, relax, because here comes my really good friend, Marcus Ogden from Ogden Ventures, LLC. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I. We're coming up on the end of the year, man, and I got a mad, mad treat. Someone that, you know, you've heard me interview uh, uh, Jed Collins, a couple other, um, you know, people that played for the Shield, you know, for the NFL. And I got somebody with a monster, monster following, awesome, fantastic speaker, Mr. Marcus Ogden. You know, he grew up as in a single-parent home with a father that inspired perseverance and fairness, which I think that's awesome. A father that inspired perseverance and fairness. Marcus Ogden learned how to define his values and set goals. Ogden attended Howard University from 98 to 2002, where he played Division I football. He then followed his dream and his brother Jonathan's footsteps, eventually getting drafted into the NFL in 2003. Overall, he played for five years as an offensive lineman with the Titans, Bills, Ravens, and Jaguars. Even during the offseason, Ogden helped train football players in Europe, both physically and mentally. And also, I want you to go to his after we're done, go to his YouTube channel. He has like super short one-minute clips that will level you up. And the one that I loved, and it's actually the last clip. It's not that I just watched that one. I watched like 20 of them. But if you can't pivot, you can't shine. And we're time to shine here. So that's what we want to do is we want to help you level up. So, Jonathan, welcome to the to the show. Please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast for RC Squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Red. I've always loved red, Scott, from day one. It's just always been my color. Yeah. The, you know, I, I'm, I'm terrible. I should know this, but is that any of that red in Howard University at all? No, it's not. No, uh, okay. Howard's all blue and white. We're blue is it and okay? White. Gotcha. Yeah, but my, gotcha. My high school, St. John's, was scarlet and gray. So there was a lot of red in St. John's College High School. I went to high school and played football. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's awesome to have someone you know, of your credentials and somebody that is going to help my squad, our listeners level up, man. I've been stoked, stoked to have you come on. My good friend, Jason Holzer, I'm going to throw a shout out to him. He kind of connected us here. And Marcus, let's get to just some of the origins. You're raised by a single father. And again, I don't see color, brother, at all. That's just not how I'm raised. But man, you were raised by a single black man, correct? Correct. That is freaking awesome, dude. I'm sorry. There's a stigma that's going on out there. I want to first applaud Mr. Ogden himself for what he did because he raised two phenomenal young men. But we'll leave it that there. But can you give us a little bit of your upbringing and then kind of getting through, you know, the, the school, the college, and then maybe playing for the Shield and what got you into what you're doing now by helping people take their lives to the next level? Yeah. So I'm from Washington, D.C., went to St. John's College High School in Northwest D.C., same high school that Kevin Plank, who started found at Under Armour, went to. Got one scholarship offer to go to <laughs> Howard University. 
Went to Howard University, played for the Bison. My dad also was a Howard University football player back in the 60s and 70s. So I carried on that bloodline. And I love college, Scott. I was a four-year starter at uh, offensive tackle, and I played center of the last six games of my senior year. And I wanted to be an investment banker, wanted to work on Wall Street. I interned at Merrill Lynch my junior year of college, loved it. But the NFL had different plans for me. Went to the Hula Bowl, and I had a really great game. A uh, couple names you're going to know. Mac Brown was my head coach for my team. Texas, yeah, yeah. My, my quarterback was Cliff Kingsbury. He's head coach at uh, Arizona now, right? That's correct. Okay, that was, got it. That was my head coach. I'm sorry, that was my quarterback on my team. So I had a great, great hula bowl yeah. and being drafted into the National Football League by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jack Del Rio, who is now the Washington football team defensive coordinator, was my rookie head coach. Right. Loved the NFL. Lots of great players. I played with guys like my brother, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, uh, Fred Taylor, uh, guys like Willis McGahee. Uh, Sprugs. Sprugs. Suggs. Right. Suggs. Suggs. You know, phenomenal athletes played with guys like Kyle Vandenbosch, Albert Hensworth. And I was coached by great guys like Jack Del Rio, Brian Billett, Mike Malarkey, Dick Geron, and of course, Jeff Fisher. The NFL taught me how to be my own CEO and take control of my life because even though I was an employee of the teams, right, Scott, I still was my own person, my own brand, and I had to act accordingly moving forward to get where I wanted to get in my life after the NFL. Your own brand, that that hits hard, man, because a lot of people want to go out there and mimic other people, you know, and you're your own brand for your, it, it seems like you, you probably always had that dream of playing in for the, but well, um, how do I say this? The, the whole concept of, it kind of coming back at you after the hula bowl and you're actually realizing that dream. Can you tell us a little bit more and go a little bit deeper on that? Yeah. So I wanted to always play football as far as I could and go as far as I could. So for me, it was really about the ability to show and prove to myself, right, Scott, I could do it. So when you get only one scholarship offer at the very end of your high school recruiting process, you don't think you're going to be an NFL athlete. I mean, that's just not what you should be thinking about. You should think about trying to go to college, get education, do what you got to do. Sure. Well, for me, when I became a starter as a freshman, I'm like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the only freshman with all seniors offensive line. We had a lot of great guys in that league and played well and did well. And then sophomore year got better, junior got better. And then right before my senior year, Scott, I started seeing my name in NFL you know, draft books and magazines and all this type of stuff. And then I called my brother's agent, asked him what he thought about it. I said, well, Marcus, people are eyeing you. Go into your last year. Give it your all. Wow. That's what I did. Had a great senior year. Luckily for me, God was watching out and he brought into my life Coach Keith Comaforo, who was our strength coach. That was the first time Howard ever got a strength coach was wow. my last year. And he helped me train for the combine, train for my pro days, get my strength up, my speed up, my weight up. And then I went to the Hula Bowl. My agent, Marvin Demoff, who had my brother and some other big name people, got me in to the Hula Bowl. And I had a great game. And from there, 
I was on everybody's draft board and I got drafted. And I'm still today, Scott, the first and I'm still the only offensive lineman ever drafted from Howard University to the National Football League. Really? Never tackles, that. corners, quarterbacks, running backs, but I'm the only O-lineman drafted to the National Football League from Howard. Wow. And as you go through, I've been wanting to ask people like yourself or Jeff Saturday or people that were 320, 330. And what are you walking around at right now? About 265. Okay. So what is your identity now with that, man? Because uh, let me explain this. I grew up skinny kid, right? Like, you know, I was scrappy. I wrestled pretty damn good wrestler. You know, I was scrappy, but then I went in the Navy and I did my deed, had to do what I had to do. And everybody's lifting. Got big, man. I'm walking around right now, 260, 6'1", 260. Sure. Big guy, but I still have that skinny man mentality, right? Mm-hmm. How about you? Like, is it different as you're coming down? Yeah, it's different because you realize that you're not the size that you used to be. But also, you have to also understand the job that you did required you to be a certain size. so You could do it efficiently and effectively right. not get hurt. So when I played, man, I mean, you had guys on the other side of the ball, Albert Hainsworth, 360, Vince Wolford, you know, close to 400 pounds, Tim Bowen, Sam Adams, you know, you had like, you know, John Henderson, Marcus Stroud. I mean, you had just juggernaut defensive tackles. You had some pretty big DNs like Kevin Carter, Michael Strahan that were Big and fast and agile. Yeah, yeah, all those dudes, yeah. Reggie Reggie White, you know. So the game called for a certain level of size to do it effectively and be able to mentally and physically endure a season. Especially when I was playing, there was a lot more running the football than it was today. Today was a lot more pass-happy league, and you're seeing linemen get a little bit smaller, a little bit more agile, but – I feel what's hurting the game is lack of being able to have contact in practice sure. during training camp. And you're getting a lot of injuries, Knicks, guys out. For, I mean, like, look at guys like Christian McCaffrey. Like, you know, he's, I mean, he's just never healthy. Great football player. Right. Can't stay healthy. Right. You know, so is that going to be his legacy? You know, a great player that couldn't stay healthy. Right. And I feel not hitting in practice, Scott, is making these these things a lot harder for players to be able to get their timing down, their patterns down. Yeah. And that's I think the game today is so much different. I love that. And that, that's really leveling up at the practice. And it's just kind of coming back now to where they're trying to protect people's health and whatnot. And But let me ask something. As you go through and you started your coaching business, what what really got that started, first of all? And I have some follow-up questions I've been wanting to ask you for the last three right. weeks. Like, how, how did we roll into that? So the coaching business started after my speaking business started to pick up. Started speaking in September 2013 after I had my bankruptcy, lost my home, both cars repossessed in the same day, lost everything. And I ended up working at Merrill Lynch for a short time, got fired, went to a construction company the next day, fired five days later, so fired twice in the same week, took a job as a custodian making $8.25 an hour on the graveyard shift. I had my rock bottom moment of clarity, Scott, where someone's trash, rotten meat, nasty protruding garbage covered my body, my skin, and my clothes. That was my wake up call. And I decided to launch my speaking business. Two and a half years, 
didn't elevate one time, not one paid job. And looking back on it, Scott, I was all about trying to get the sale, not about building relationships. And I came across desperate from a position of scarcity. And because of that, no one hired me. Got my first paid job, April 2016. I've been getting coached by other people, learning the craft. And I, in the last now almost six years, we worked for 30 Fortune 500 companies as a speaker. 30. And the coaching evolved because I was speaking on stage, doing a lot of inspirational and giving people action steps talks. And people wanted more from the audience. They wanted more follow-up. They wanted more than just an hour talk or a two-hour workshop. So that was the Ah. whole catalyst that launched my coaching or our coaching business. I love that. I love that. And I love that you took responsibility, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like my coach that coaches me and that I coach some highly influential people myself. And I'm like, listen, man, the responsibility is the ability to respond. And when you're getting paid that $8 and 25 cents an hour, you were taking responsibility for your time. But I understand, you know, underneath that you were more than that. And I think that once you took that responsibility, you leveled up. Am I saying a little bit correctly? You're saying hundred percent correctly. Once I took full accountability for my mistakes with my construction company, Caden, stop blaming my partner, the developer, the contractor, my employees, once I looked at the person in the mirror and saw Marcus Ogden was the culprit, he was the one that made the mistakes. And if yeah. he's going to get things going again, he has to take full responsibility and accountability and move forward. Love that's that. what I did. And that's how, again, it's been, and I tell you about it, it's not going to happen overnight. Like I started September, 2013, Scott, first paid job, April, 2016. Here we are about to be, we're in uh, December, 2021. And now 30 Fortune 500 clients we've worked for, but it didn't come overnight, but it started with a time to shine today, that day on the curb with my head in my hands crying, saying, if I'm going to get my life back, I got to shine today and stop blaming everybody from the past. I love it. I love it. That's, that's what I have a similar story that got sought out by Oprah and Sally, Jessa, Raphael, and all those talk shows of the nineties. And it was when I took responsibility and ownership is when I started to, you know, shine myself. That's awesome, man. So when you're working with people and clients and you're maybe starting to bring them in, what is any of your secret sauce there, you know, Marcus, that you help them find their blind? So the biggest thing we work on, Scott, is mindset and getting them to understand that it starts and ends with them. A lot of people want help on marketing or sales, how to become a better speaker, how to grow into a position in their organization, how to grow a business. But I tell all of our clients, there's three main principles of a successful business. You're going to have operational excellence, quality product, and excellent customer service. But before those three things can be foundationally put into the ground to start building up, your mindset It's like the concrete that sets the foundation. If you don't have a strong mindset, I call it bend but never break mindset, I feel you'll never hit success. Every successful person has gone through something. You've gone through something. Oprah was told she'd never succeed. Damon John was told he would never have a a successful business. Mark Cuban ate ketchup packets. Bill Gates got turned down by like, 530 some investors before he got with Microsoft. Mm. Steve Jobs was fired from Apple. I mean, the list goes on and on. 
So the mindset has to be one that is going to be the concrete of the foundational undertone that Love you it. build everything else up from. Love it. That, that's 100% true. You have the mindset as your foundation. So when you're starting to work with companies or even individuals one-on-one, Marcus, mm-hmm. is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Yeah, I, I wish they would ask me, what are my three biggest strengths? Because I tell everyone, every first client call I have with somebody, when I onboard a new client for that first call, tell me your story. What are your three biggest strengths? What are the three things you want to improve upon most? Now, notice, Scott, I always start with what are your three biggest strengths? I want you in the mindset of what you do well. Yeah. Marcus, did you focus on your strengths or your weaknesses? I said, focus on your strengths. If you're continuing to get strong at your strengths, your weaknesses can improve. For example, love speaking, podcasting. I'm always working on my craft. I used to really suck at technology, like how to set like uh, a visual background for myself on Zoom or how to do PowerPoints while I'm doing things on Zoom, right? Well, because I'm speaking more, doing more webinars, doing more virtual interaction with people, I've gotten better at how to operate Zoom and technology because I've been focusing on my strength of speaking, which has helped me get better at my weakness of stinking at technology. Right. Reps, 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 baby. Got to do the reps. So how about this, though? Is there any good question that you wish your student, we'll call them your student, your client, would ask you, but never do it? No, I would. No, I would. I wish they would ask me, Scott, what are my strengths? Oh, you're saying, got it. Okay, so you answered it correctly. I love it. No one ever does. I love it. If they know what my strengths are, they'll understand how I engineered backwards towards my new passion, my new career. So, Marcus, how to what extent do you appreciate your limitations? Very much so. I, I know what I'm good at, and I know what I suck at. So for example, (laughs) I suck at videography. I have an amazing videographer. I pay him per job. I stink at like creating picture images and stuff for social media. My content strategist, she's amazing. I'm horrible at website, SEO. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my website guy. I don't know how to how to trademark something. So I've got a a trademark and patent guy in Cleveland that helps me. So what I've learned, Scott, is how to delegate tasks to the right team members. The most successful and smartest people are the ones that delegate and find someone smarter than them in that version of what you need to make happen, your video or whatnot to to level you up. I'm the exact same way. And Donnie's over here laughing at me because he knows I wouldn't be able to do this. If it wasn't for him, (laughs) to the extent I am. And that's why Caden, my construction company, failed. Mm -hmm. I tried to micromanage everyone and I tried to do everything myself or try to have everything done with me micromanaging all of my leaders. That's why I failed. And I'll never make that mistake again. And you won't. And that's awesome that you're learning on the fly as well. And it's not pausing too long because it's just like every play is within itself. You know, I'm a student at Trevor Moed, you know, unfortunately passed away, you know, at Limitless Minds and whatnot, but I've studied under him and it's like, you know, neutral thinking is what all you guys under the shield really do because every play is different. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you have a shitty play, you missed a block, but guess what? You got the next one that's in front of you, man. 
and always pushing through. So I got to ask you something, man. Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Of course. Okay. Let's get in that DeLorean with Marty. Let's go back to the double deuce, the 22-year-old Marcus. What kind of knowledge nuggets, we call him here at Time to Shine today, what kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on him to make him help him maybe shorten the learning curve, level up, or blast through just a little bit quicker? I would have told my 22-year-old self to hire a mindset coach. Plain and simple, because I needed somebody to help me push through my hard times, adjusting to the National Football League, adjusting to the speed, the level of play. I need somebody to help me adjust to life beyond the gridiron, like how to be more responsible, how to really focus on investing and taking my money and making it work for me at a young age. Now, I know how to do that now, but at a young age, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand the values of 401ks, IRAs, Roths. I didn't understand how to put money to the side for later. I wanted my money in my account to look at. Now, yeah. That's not the way to be. So Marcus at 22, if I'm going back in that DeLorean, I'm telling him or I'm making him more, more better word, hire a coach, Love mindset it. and a business coach to Love help it. him prepare for a life as he matures and gets into how to use the NFL and the platform to develop a business, something, again, because the business I got into, Scott, I should have never been in construction. Right. I, know, if I was chasing money. So a yeah, you are. And a business coach would say, Marcus, great idea, wrong industry. Let's try here. Let's try there. Yeah. But because I had no one to, re- to lean on, Scott, I made some really bad mistakes, had a lot of success in the beginning. Sure. Eventually, it caught up with me and I lost everything. Yeah, and you were chasing, like you said, the, the paper instead of service and servicing people, man, which is incredibly important. So I've got a question for you. How do you want your dash remembered? I actually got this from, from, from Ray. Okay, Lewis. How do you want your dash remembered? That little line in between your incarnation date, your expiration date, your life date, and your death date on your tombstone. How do you want Marcus's dash remembered? Inspire people to take accountability. That's what I want people to know me for. The guy who owned his mistakes and the guy that helped you succeed where he failed and helped you be inspired to take accountability, to take command of your own journey, your own destiny. Love it, man. That, that's You can't ask for nothing more than that, man. Uh, absolutely. Just own it. Take responsibility, the ability to respond. I love this conversation. So what do people misunderstand the most about Marcus? <laughs> they think Marcus... At times, I've, I, it's gotten so much better. But sometimes people think Marcus talks a lot about football in his presentations. Not the case. I spoke to the Ohio State University athletes three weeks ago in Columbus, and one of the coaches wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to talk a lot about football and the good old days because that wouldn't relate to the to the athletes. And I told one of the other coaches, I said, that's about a 30 to 45 second part of my talk is the NFL. That's it. At the other hour, I'm going to be up there. It's going to be business, my life, stories, metaphors to help these young athletes see how to put themselves where I was so they can be smarter and better than me. And that was well-received in Ohio. The Ohio State loved the talk. As a matter of fact, I'm now in talks with the University of Michigan about coming to talk to their athletes in the uh in the winter and uh, i love it man i'm from detroit bro and i'm a sparty fan so when both of those teams lose 
I'm good. I'm a Michigan State guy, man. Through and through. Mel Tucker, I hope he signs that contract, bro. I hope he gets it. Like, there's spot to make him one of the highest paid college football coaches to keep him there. Because I'm just glad that LSU didn't snake him and stuff like that. Because what he was doing for my Sparty, that's awesome. It's awesome that you also can use the shield as cred for you. But I listen and I've watched a lot of your content that's out there, and you don't, you don't, you don't throw that out there, which shows humility at the same time as really helping people level up. So, Marcus, what keeps you up at night, man? Just continue to have balance in my life and never forget that my family is the most important and just always being there for my wife. And, you know, I'm, I'm 41 right now. And so I'm still, still young, young side of my career. And all You're that. young, buck, baby. But still, you want to make the time flies. I remember when we first got here in 2013, struggling. I was 32 years old, no money, no direction. You know, we had my stepdaughter was here. Not my, my birthday wasn't even here yet. And right. just trying to make ends meet. Now we're into, uh, we're into a new home that we just bought. We're, we're settling in here. It's really nice and business is great and things That's are awesome. smooth. But I need to always just remember to keep my family first, especially my wife, because my yeah. wife stayed with me, right, Scott? Through my bank. Fight or doubt, baby. Yeah. Through everything. We met in uh, we met in July 2012. I started my bankruptcy proceedings in March 2013. And she wow. stayed with me the whole time. That's like my lady, man, Susan. She's been there ride or die, man, do anything for her. That keeps me up at night as a little bit as well. Make sure everything's provided for and cared for. So what is Marcus's definition of a life well lived? Helping people accomplish the best version of themselves or a better way of putting it, helping people turn their goals into accomplishments. Goals are what we want to do. Accomplishments, Scott, are what we have done. Goals are extremely important. People pay you for your service based off your accomplishments. So helping people turn their goals into accomplishments, Scott, that is my, what I want to be my lifelong, you know, journey. Do you, you're the plan, man. That's what I'm going to call you now, because, you know, Herm Edwards said one time, you know, a goal without a plan is a wish. Yep. You're the plan, man, dude. I, I swear that that's, you said exactly how I would, would say to people as well, because you can have all the goals you want, man, but you got to have that path and you got to have that plan, bro. If not, like Herm said, it's a wish. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's fantastic, man. So, hey, time to shine today. Podcast Varsity Squad, we are back. We got Marcus Ogden, speaker, coach, extraordinary, extraordinary also uh, starting lineman in, there in the NFL in his past life. But I've been uh, so stoked to have this interview, and we're going to level up, Marcus, with our leveling up lightning round here. You and I could talk an hour, probably two hours in each one of these questions, but you got five seconds okay. with no explanations. You ready to level up? Go. Let's do it. Marcus, what's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Learn how to be an active listener. Hell yeah. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Going to the gym every single day. Love it. Other than your website, which I'm going to read it to our audience right now, which is Marcus Ogden. It's M-A-R-Q-U-E-S-O-G-D-E-N.com. MarcusOgden.com or also TimeToShineToday.com. My shameless plug. What other website does Marcus like to go to to level up? Uh, Mark, let's go to Tony Robbins' website to get information. My man. So if you see me and you're like, man, Fergie, he, he looks in his doldrums. He's just, dude, I got to approach him. What book would you be handing me? 
uh, act like a success, think like a success by Steve Harvey. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Love it. What's your most commonly used emoji when you text? Uh, prayer hands. Love it. Any nicknames growing up? Scooter. Scooter. Awesome. And don't lie to me on this one because you played for the Shield and I know you feel it every morning. If you could stay one age physically for the rest of your life, continue to gain wisdom and keep the knowledge you've garnered, what age would you stay physically? 25. All right. Thank you for putting a two or a three on the front of that. A lot of people bullshit me on that. Awesome. 25 all day. What was your New Year's resolution? To lose weight and get healthier. Love it. Chess or checkers? Checkers. Uh, my man. Favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to? Boys and Girls Club. Thank you for saying that, my man. This one you can elaborate a little bit, Marcus, but what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? I am totally a 90s guy. R&B, <laughs> rap. Hip-hop, yeah. Classic rock. I mean, I'm totally a 90s guy. <laughs> Thugs and Harmony, Biggie, Tupac. <laughs> you got them all, man. See, I, I'm gonna be 50, man. So I might be more with your brother in the 80s, right? So you know, I mean, 80s was revolutionary with Run DMC, LL Cool J, the, the pioneers of rap, right? But you talk about you talk about Big and oh, you talk about Tupac in the 90s, I mean, right there. That should just be that should just be it right there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> dude. I, I, if you come into my car when you come to South Florida, you're gonna see eight. 80s on eight or 90s on nine. That's the only two channels I listen to, man. And then my dad gets in the car when he comes down from Alabama and it's like country or something, which I don't mind. I love my dad, but he changes my stuff. So Marcus, how can we find you, brother? Go to our website, www.marcus, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S, Ogden, O-G-D-E-N.com. Or you can go to our LinkedIn, Marcus Ogden, Twitter at Marcus underscore Ogden, Facebook, Marcus Ogden, and Instagram, Marcus Ogden. Love it. Love it. And Marcus, and, and all of those will be in the show notes squad. Um, and I'm going to uh, give a, have a giveaway here. If Marcus doesn't mind, I'm going to buy a football and then have it sent to Marcus. And if you don't mind Hancocking it for me, if you don't mind, I mean, again, I didn't I, even I, preface I, this. I, I, absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to get it out to the first listener that says, Full responsibility in any of the posts. Full responsibility. It could be Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatnot. I'm going to have Marcus send you, by my dime, a uh, signed football from him to put on your mantle because uh, this man is going big, and I'm just so blessed to have him. Marcus, do us one last favor and leave us with one last knowledge nugget you want us to take with us, internalize, and take action on. One of my favorite quotes by a man, a lot of, I think everybody knows, Aristotle. In times of extreme darkness, focus on the light. It is so easy to really talk about everything negative. Everything is cloudy, gloomy. Human instinct a lot of times, unfortunately, is to not celebrate our wins, but good Lord, beat ourselves down when we fail. I love it, man. When I was going through my hard time, I focused on the glimmer of light, which was my father and his legacy. And it kept pushing out the darkness, pushing out the darkness, and now today my world's 98% light and my father always comes in his legacy, any type of, little, you know, sadness or that it's gone in an instant. So my life today is so much more light because sure. in 2013, I focused on that light when yeah. 90% of my world was darkness. I love that, man. And it's crazy because people will say, you know, that 
you know, people laugh at me on the golf course. I'm not that good, but I'm positive all the time. Like, how for you have that positive get you, you know? And I'm like, it didn't get me a good score, but I'll 100% of the time. But I'll tell you what gets you a good score, a bad score 100% of the time is negative. You know what it is, dude? 100%, man. That's why I stay neutral and get it going. And squad, you have just gotten a free masterclass from my good friend, Marcus Ogden. You know, he wants you to be your own CEO and con- take control of who you who your life is, who your brand is, and who you are. You know, Marcus is somebody that lived for the day, but he plans now to live forever and be a legacy to the people that he's passing on to. And he's doing that on a daily basis. He wants you to take full responsibility, the ability to respond. Like we say here at Time to Shine today, he wants you to take that responsibility, own your life and get rocking and rolling. You know, mindset is the pillar, the bedrock. Everything, everything starts and ends with a mindset. It sets the foundation to your operations, your quality product, and your excellent customer service. You can't have those three without that solid mindset of foundations. You know, he wants you to ask your coach, and hopefully it's Marcus or anybody else here in our Time to Shine Today uh, squad of coaches, you know, what their three strengths are. Where are they coming from? And also come to the table with your three strengths because Marcus says, listen, man, if you concentrate on your, your three strengths, your weaknesses can be worked through. Bottom line, you know, he wants you to know what you're good at and what you suck at and what you suck at, delegate. We'll just end it at that because I talk about that all the time. You know, he would have told his younger self, hire a mindset coach, hire a financial coach. If you're younger, get on the right road earlier. And like my good friend, Leah Woodford will say, get your asking gear, ask questions of people that have been there. If you're in the NFL, you're moving forward, ask the people that are on their second contracts, the people that are playing for the big money, how they do, how they do things in the morning. If you're in business, do the same thing. Ask someone that's been there, get your asking gear and get rocking and rolling. You know, he's someone that's inspired to people. He wants to be well, and he will be remembered as someone that inspired people to take accountability for themselves and their actions. He's going to be someone that metaphorically slid over home plate, bumped, bruised, but a freaking winner. You know, and he wants you to turn, he's going to be also remember someone that turns all goals and accomplishment. He's a plan man. Again, a goal without a plan is a wish. And again, he pulled from the Aristotle as far as back. You got to remember, we're all regurgitating stuff. I'm regurgitating stuff from Tony Robbins, who regurgitated from Earl Nightingale, to Wallace Waddles, all the way back to the starter, the OG. Aristotle, that in the time of darkness, focus on the light. And that's exactly how Marcus got out of his time and he made himself time to shine. And Marcus, I'm so blessed. You've earned your varsity squad letter here. Not that you need another one, but thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. I love your guts. Scott, appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Talk soon. Bye now. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561 561- 249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.